Now, Heart Children is the national charity supporting people with congenital heart disease and their families. This Saturday, they'll host a conference aimed at young people between the ages of 16 to 20. Uh, the Beat Goes On conference is part of a series of activities taking place worldwide to mark Global Congenital Heart Disease Awareness Month. And for more on this, we are joined by Sheila Campbell, the CEO of Heart Children, as well as Christina Donnelly. Christina, who is based in Clarecastle, is uh, mum to Avian, who has a congenital heart condition. And uh, Christina, thank you so much for joining us in studio. Thank you, Ellen. Thank um, you. So Avian, who's uh, the youngest of your four children, was born with hypoplastic left heart syndrome, which is also known as single ventricle heart. That's so, so, so what can you tell us exactly what that means and how it affects her day-to-day life and at what stage did you find out that she she had this condition? Yeah, um, so single ventral means that technically like her left side of her heart is abnormal or like the the valves aren't there at all. So like as Avian likes to call it is she calls it her half a heart because she <laughs> I was just going to ask that. That's what it sounds yeah, like. Yeah. Yeah. She um, like she doesn't have her half side of her, her left side of her heart at all. Um, yeah, so, but like that, like she's a bubbly girl, like she knows what she wants, she knows when she's tired. Um, technically, like when she, um, with her heart, they're the normal things for her, like she'd look more blue than normal, like um, any other five-year-old, like she'd be more blue around the mouth. And, like people kind of get like a bit like, oh God, is she okay? And then I have to stop and I have to explain to them that she has heart disease because yeah. there's no point in saying hypoplastic left heart because nobody knows what even that, I didn't even know what that was when we found out. Like I was 28 weeks um, antenatally when we found out and I was like, what is that? I was there going, oh my God. And then, of course, we found out close to a weekend where we had to come back for a second opinion. And I was there going all weekend going, what kind of heart? Like, we didn't even know at that stage what kind of heart disease. We knew there was heart disease there, but we didn't know the name of it. So we had to come back, I think, three or four days later to the Limerick maternity. And that weekend was the worst weekend of our lives because we didn't know. We knew there was a heart problem there, but we didn't know. I was there thinking, oh, maybe maybe it was a hole or maybe it was like a murmur or something, don't mild mm. like that because I'd never heard of anything else like this. But either way, it's, I mean, just talk about so late in the day to be getting yeah. such a shocking news, you know, 28 weeks, you're, the, yeah. the finish line is almost yeah. in sight at that yeah. stage. We barely had time to even focus on anything else. We were there going, oh my God. And like when we went back then to the maternity, I think it was four days later to get that second opinion, then we were told of a condition called hypoplastic left heart and I was like going I was in shock because I was like what is this and then it goes so unfortunately this is a straight trip to Crumlin in or to the Coombe Hospital in Dublin and I was there going oh my god so he referred us straight away that day I'd only technically came out of a meeting room that they put us in because we were in shock over so they brought us into a meeting room to kind of get our bearings around it and we were just leaving the maternity hospital I say we hadn't even gone out the double doors of the maternity and Crumlin or the Coombe Hospital was actually ringing us can you be up at half two the following day? Wow, well, <laughs> so a like, whirlwind, basically. It was like a whirlwind, exactly. And we were like, oh my goodness. So it was like literally from there to, to Dublin and it was like, go up to Dublin and then uh, the amazing Orla Franklin is um, uh, Avian's cardiologist up there. She's absolutely amazing. 
and she was my doctor in Coombe Hospital as well. So then she told me that, um, yeah, she confirmed the hypoplastic left heart. And then she also said that mightn't be just the condition she has. It might follow with another one. But they wouldn't uh, be able to clarify that until Avine herself was born. Um, so, yeah, um, it was just a whirlwind then after that from when we found out to like trying to get our heads around it and you know like Orla gave us loads of options that we could have done a few of them were like you know ones that I didn't want to hear um, but we just said we'd carry on with the pregnancy and go from there and do the surgeries because there is three surgeries to repair hyperplastic and they're each surgery can be severe on their own. Like, you can well imagine when you're dealing with the heart. I mean, yeah, the heart and the brain about the two most important yeah, parts of the about, body. Yeah, because if you think about it, like the heart is like in a newborn baby, the size of a baby's heart is the size of a walnut. Yeah, it's tiny. And they're going. Avian went for her first surgery at three days old. You know, it's like she was only just born and she's yeah. go straight in for surgery. You know, so and I'm just thinking like a walnut is so small. How the surgeons even do it is just incredible. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's an incredible job that they do. And look, they've done what they've done it well because Avine is five now and yes. is, and a, is a ha- is a happy young girl. But yes. how how does how is her day to day life? How how much of a part does having a congenital heart condition play in oh, her life? It plays a lot because she's on a lot of medication as well to kind of keep the blood flowing around the heart and around her body. Because um, Avian also has a condition um, of pulmonary hypertension, which means that her um, in her left lung she has um, her arteries to her left lung were very small so Avian has um, a stint in her left lung as well so that's just to help the oxygen flow from the heart to the lungs and around her body Um, so um, then um, she's on medication for that as well and then after her third surgery which is called the Fontaine um, she ended up with high lung pressures after that um, they are being monitored at the minute, um, but she's on medication to control them. And they're still quite high at the minute, but she's doing really well. So that means in her daily life, she does get out of breath fairly quickly with exertion, um, even though she loves to run around with her brother and everything and play football. And like she does all the normal day-to-day things that a five-year-old does, you know. Do, but you, just do you worry, though, as she gets older, whether this will become more of an issue? All the or time, yeah. yes. It's a constant whirlwind of worry. <laughs> There's no day that doesn't go back that you're not worried, you know. Um, because with the hypoplastic, like, um, after the f- three surgeries are done, yeah, they have a, a chance of life and living it, but, like, you always have that fear of when the heart will fail which is a possibility. Now, with science these days, it's great because, you know, Fontan children can live into their adulthoods now, you know, which is great. And it's a great positive story when you see another hyperplastic that is just turned 18 or 19 or even in their 30s, you know, they can go even to that, which is great, you know, but it is a constant uh, worry, to be fair, you know. Okay, but I guess you just have to kind of... uh keep on top of things and retain exactly. a positive attitude yeah, and we just go day by day you know that's the way we live now is day by day there's no point in even like going a, a weeks ahead because there's no point you know and we all we've always as a family kept very positive about her yeah. condition and I think you kind of have to be you know there's no point in 
like even though it's very hard to be positive all the time you kind of have to be for, for, for even as much as, uh, as exactly. anything else I guess yeah, exactly. uh, Sheila Campbell the CEO of uh, Heart Children also with us uh, Sheila Christina's told us Avian's story there um, you know what are the main challenges that, that young people people face when they're when they're dealing with a heart condition I should point out as well that it's the most common birth defect in the world between five to 600 uh, babies are born with it uh, here in Ireland each year Yes, absolutely. I mean, I think the first thing to say is um, that children um, born with congenital heart disease are children. <laughs> so, you know, they have, you know, and when you're asking me what are the problems that face them, I mean, um, at the age group that those coming to the conference are at at the moment, I mean, obviously they have all the usual teenage adolescent issues, which we all know um, can be challenging in, the, in their own right. Um, but on top of that, um, they'll have had years of uh, repeated surgeries, which themselves can create trauma. Um, the children can have post-traumatic stress disorder, maybe months and months of being in hospital. And, and I mean, to, to say there are some children, um, I mean, obviously Avine is doing well, but there are some children who spend three to four years in hospital because, you know, um, maybe they just can't get to grips with you know, managing the medical care so that they can go home. Um, so, you know, some can be very extreme, as I've just outlined, and some, you know, can have the surgeries and the children can do well. But again, for the parents, it's the constant watching, what they call the hypervigilance, always watching for symptoms, which again puts the parents on edge all the time. Um, and also to mention as well, um, within the family unit, the siblings, um, you know, it can have a huge impact on them because they themselves, although they don't have the condition, they're part of the effects of the condition within the family unit. But again, back to the 16-year-olds, I mean, they're now taking a step forward. They're leaving behind um, the wonderful environment in the Children's Heart Centre in Crumlin, where they've been looked after and cared for, and they've built relationships with the staff. That, that in itself, you know, could cause anxiety. Um, and they're moving to the Matter Hospital, which is a general public adult hospital. Um, you know, they're now only, a, you know, a small cog in a big wheel, and... Um, you know, they're also managing their own condition. So they're now in charge. The parents are taking a step back. So the conference that we're running on Saturday is to help them, um, you know, to give them the skills, uh, the practical advice about moving over to the new hospital uh, or to the new centre in, in, in the Matter Hospital. Um, and also just to help them manage their mental well-being um, and just give them skills and, you know, Give them the resilience that they're going to need now moving into adulthood. Uh, they're going to have to pick up all the terminology around, um, you know, the, the, the heart and their own problems. Uh, just to mention as well that no child probably has the same presentation of CHD. Um, so every child is different. Um, and they need to know what, you know, take on board all that terminology and kind of take it in and apply, um, you know, the advice that they've been giving from their doctors. I mean, you know, sometimes, you know, as we all know, if we have teenagers, sometimes they can be, you know, a little bit uh, not putting their attention where they should do. But, you know, this is very important for them and um, that they manage and look after themselves into adulthood. That is for sure. And that conference taking place this Saturday, uh, February 18th uh, for young people aged between 16 and 20. My thanks to Sheila Campbell, the CEO of the charity Heart Children. And my thanks also to you, uh, Christine Donnelly, for coming into the studio. Oh, uh, thank thanks very much for telling us uh, Avine's story. And uh, we wish Avine and you and the rest of the, the family well. She sounds, uh, from what you're saying, like a very happy-go-lucky child she and is, is. Uh, not letting any of that get yeah. in the way of her, uh, enjoying her life and exactly, long will that continue. Yeah. Mm. Thank you, Alan. Thank you very much. Uh